is the main satellite. The main satellite. You motherfuckers hear that? The main satellite. Welcome to the main satellite. The main satellite, I am Tamarcus, and we welcome you guys back, and who are you? My name is Brody, brother. Happy to be here for yet another installment of the main, the main motherfucking <laughs> satellite. Main yeah, shayite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How you feeling, brother? I feel, feel like, feel pretty good. <clears throat> what about you? I feel here. We are here. We are here, man. Yeah. Dear something. God, <laughs> I'm here, <laughs> but I'm here. <laughs> Look, whatever yeah. it was, that goddamn, I guess it was the sign of the evil eye. Mm-hmm. As many years as he's been whooping her ass, man, she must have felt like there was some real power behind that. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to knock you. <laughs> he going to knock her ass out, man. <laughs> his hand <laughs> with his hand like rough as hell. Yeah, man, slap like the shit out of her. I bet he, I bet he slapped her ass so hard. It's like sandpaper. Some flesh came off with it, like a shark skin. <laughs> he had his hand drawn back, or you heard some people say, "drawed back." His hand was drawn back. <laughs> I'm gonna knock you. <laughs> yeah, I knock you up. up. <laughs> <laughs> But whatever it was, it must have been, it had to have been powerful. It had to mean something to him. Mm-hmm. Because he stopped. He froze up a little bit. Man. Hey, hey look, look. Lot. You know, you know. <laughs> um, motherfuckers be like, that's, that's that, that's that roots, them roots. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. stopped him. He was scared of that. Mm-hmm. And that and, and which is horse shit, right? <laughs> but in that case, it actually worked. It worked, and he couldn't do anything but stare a pop out at her. Hell yeah! While she let him know, you know, <laughs> you about you about to get this, you about to get this business, big tone, <laughs> a big tone in the house. He I hears. Mean, there you go. What's up, man? <laughs> big shit. tone, what up, man? <laughs> <laughs> Tell, tell the people who you Shit. are, man. Shit. Tell the people who man. you are. As you can just hear my homeboy say big tone, but you know, you also go by formally or, well, mainly as Montoni Miller, mm-hmm. owner of Montoni Logistics, LLC. All right, then. All right, get it now, brother. Yeah, yeah. 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 Tell him again, Tony Miller. What? <laughs> My Tony Logistics LLC. Goddamn right, man. How you been, brother? I've been doing good, man. Been blessed and highly favored. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, well, you still here, blessed. right? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, something yeah. something's favoring us. It could be God, it could be providence, it could be coincidence. We're being favored by something. We're all yeah. here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What what was the discussion before I popped in here? 
Well, you, you we came in. Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. We literally just started, my brother. So okay. you came in at the right time. All right. Look, look. Well, I want to ask a question, uh, uh, Mark. The, the question I posed to you, and I said our brother Brody will know, and that is, who is richer, Bruce Banner or Tony Starks? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you, you hold on, yeah, hold on, me? hold on. You, you said it wrong. You said it wrong. You said Bruce not Banner. Bruce ba I mean, I, not Bruce Banner, but uh, Bruce Wayne. I'm sorry, Bruce Wayne. Oh wow, you want me to 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 give you? Y'all want me to give you give y'all my take on that? Yeah, cause you're pretty well versed in the comic world, and I just wanted to know what you thought about that. That was something that a question that I've had for for about. 10 years now, I've just really wondered who was rich between those two guys. I think it's Tony Stark. I think so, too. Mm. That's what we said, ain't it, Mark? Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah, Tony Stark, man. Um, his technology uh, is utilized, dispersed and utilized throughout planet Earth. Wayne Tech is as well, but Tony Stark is in the um pharmaceuticals he's into um uh, defense technology he's into exploratory technology he's into all of those things wayne tech is uh mostly pharmaceuticals some robotic cybernetics but not in a way that uh stark is man stark is i believe stark is richer now any, any listeners i'm sure we have some listeners who will be saying oh fuck that nope uh wayne is richer wayne is you know but um we i believe Stark is a, a wealthier. Um, well, you know who's richer than all of them put together is T'Challa, a king. Yeah, he's yeah. richer than all of them put together. <laughs> yeah, he's he's richer than all of them. And you got people like him. Uh, you got T'Challa. You have Stark. You have Reed Richards. You have um, quite a few super wealthy. Xavier, who's also super fucking wealthy, especially now given what's going on with the X Men comics at the moment. Um, but mm -hmm. thinking about it, you know, you mentioned T'Challa, the Black Panther man. He is yeah. the only, as far as I know, he is the most well-known, uh, fiscally gifted or, uh, most well-known Black character who has the money, who has the reach, who has the power, who has the majesty and the respect of the world. But in comics overall, you don't see that a lot. Yeah, you don't. You don't see it a lot. And those who are wealthy are typically associated with uh, white counterparts, but you rarely yes, ever see them associated exactly. you know, with black counterparts, which is an issue. That's a problem. And that's across yeah. Marvel Comics, that's across DC, that's across uh, Image Comics, you name it. Well, you gotta look. Look at how long, look at how long it's been in place. Uh, comics, comics been around for such a long time. So, you know, when they first started back, you know, 30s, 40s, or whatever, they was wrote, mm -hmm. written by bigoted, bigoted-hearted people. Yeah, they were. They were, for sure. And even those who weren't outwardly bigoted um, displayed bigoted views, like uh, Jerry Shuster and uh, Shuster and Siegel, Superman's creators. You didn't see black characters in their comics, you know. No. And they, and they were they were minorities themselves in this country. They were Jews. And I'm not going to say that they were uh, purposely or purposefully or both overtly bigoted, but the pinnacle of human, of, of the pinnacle of achievement, I won't say human achievement, was Superman, an alien, a white man, you know, 
He's seen it Absolutely. a lot. Like, yeah. Xavier and Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne and all these other characters. That's a real issue. So even now in 2022, uh, T'Challa is, uh, he's still our guy. He's still like up there. He is, you know, in terms of brilliance, in terms of yep. ingenuity, in terms mm-hmm. of impact and cultural, both within the, the these universes um, and without, he is our guy at the moment. There are others, but, you know, he's the most pronounced. So I would say that Stark is the richer of the two between Wayne and Stark, but T'Challa uh, has them both beat. Yeah, I agree. For sure. How do you feel about that, Mark? Actually, how do you feel about that? Oh, I, I agree. Same way. So today, we have quite a few things we can speak about today here. Um, <laughs> the number one, well, one of the things that I want to discuss uh, today is um, what's going on with black exposure in terms of entertainment, specifically television mm-hmm. shows, okay, television sitcoms, uh, you know, movies, but really television shows. And they could be dramas, they could be sitcoms or whatever. Uh, what are our most popular shows at the moment that y'all can? that the pair of you can think of at the moment. They have great exposure and they have longevity or at the very least they have power enough behind them that we know they aren't going anywhere anytime soon. What are some series, some shows, sitcoms or dramas you guys can think of at the moment? <sighs> Man. Only one I can think of that got longevity and it's, it's going on its fifth season is um, Snowfall. Mm-hmm. But that's being painted that's painting you know us in a negative light mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it is a, a black main character but the only thing is that main character is British and that's what I'm starting to see now Brody and Mark I'm starting to see a lot of influx of you know British black people instead of foundational blacks that's right here looking for shots and they're not getting them they're going overseas and getting these you know, and, and I understand they still wear our uniform, but, you know, there are people right here that's trying to get in and they're just not, you know, they're going overseas to get guys. Mm-hmm. Can you think of any other shows other than Snowfall uh, no. at the moment that are that are successful even or even um, decently successful black led produced created shows at the moment? And I mean, probably them Tyler Perry shows probably about it. Uh, I do like the show uh, uh, Girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Current uh, current shows. Not Girlfriends, but um, uh, Sisters. I think, sisters? I think that's it, Sisters. Mm-hmm. I don't think um, I've heard it. I don't think I've heard of that. Is it a good show? Yeah, it's really, it's really good. It is. Oh, hold on. It's good and it's a Tyler Perry show? A show. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really good to me. Yeah. The only thing you have to look past is, of course, the the LGBT, which is being in flux in our you know daily entertainment, and it's mm-hmm. being forced upon us. But there's nothing we can do about it. But other than that, it, it's it's pretty good. I like it. 
Mm-hmm. Mark, can you think of many um, uh, <laughs> successful uh, black shows at the moment in America that can be tele- they can be sitcoms or they can be dramas, dramedies, whatever that are that are uh, getting great exposure at the moment? Yeah, one that I just finished looking at, um, probably at the top of the list is Insecure. Uh, Issa Rae's um, show, they, season five, just concluded not too long ago. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna you don't watch out, that. I uh, check, I'm gonna check it out. It's good, man. It's I didn't really know nothing good. about it. I ain't know nothing about it. Insecure. It yeah, I ain't know nothing about it. Oh, uh, damn. Um, uh, there's another show I watched that's black led as far as characters. I know. Uh, the um, producer is uh, is is white or Jewish or whatever he is. Uh, Fred Savage, the the Wonder Years, you know, is black led. You know the uh, the characters, and I'm assuming they have black writers um, doing the episodes. Um, mm. But that's really good too. Uh, mm. Something else that I watch currently. Nah, I don't watch many things at all right now, but those are the top two. Oh, um, nah, go ahead. Well, there are others, but go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I know uh, what you have told me about um, Insecure, and I still, I have yet to watch it, but I do, it's on my list. Um, for what you've told me, and I trust your judgment, um, it's a pretty good series. Um, so I know about Insecure. I also know about Snowfall, Tom. Um, but I have that's also on my list, and I haven't watched that yet. Um, uh, but I'm, uh, in terms of current shows at the moment, I know um, Tyler Perry has about four on television at the moment. I've never watched any of those because I'm not a fan of Tyler Perry's work. But, you know, big ups to him. It's, it's starting, yeah, it's starting to begin redundant at this point, Brody. Yeah, you've seen his yeah. early work, you've seen his later work. <laughs> Damn. Be honest. Damn. Um, but I say big ups to him because he is a black man. He is the force yes. to be reckoned with in, in black Hollywood. And, and he Hollywood definitely is. You know, and he's big on, uh, he's got his own production production studio, which yep. is based out of Atlanta, I believe. And Yes, it is. and it's huge. I rolled by it before, bro. It is huge. It's, huge than the, it's bigger than the one in um California. Seriously. I keep hearing about how large it is, man. And then he's got a staff of thousands and the majority of them are black people. So even though I'm not yep. a big fan of his work, I am a big fan of what he's doing. That's great. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But um, beyond the shows you guys just mentioned and a slew of Tyler Perry shows, uh, and obviously the one he is, is also, I've been watching that. And that's, as Mark said, that's a really good show. Like his surprisingly good, shockingly good. It's not a carbon copy of the first <laughs> series. Which we um we've all enjoyed. We all loved when we were kids. But um the one one show that I've uh just finished binging over the course of two days is uh the Miss Pat show. Okay. <laughs> I binged that and um it's okay for oh, what it is. Let's not forget 50 Cent's great work in the power universe with those powers and as a uh, a new series called BMF as well. It's coming on stars. Mm-hmm. Th- those yeah, are I, two really good shows. They're really so, good. So is BMF a spinoff of Power as... No. 
No, it's about the 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 um the rise of um the king the, the drug pen the drug I, kingpin lord up in Detroit, the rise of him. <clears throat> okay, I've heard of that. We Mark and I have discussed that. I've yet to watch it. Um to tell you the truth. Yeah, to really? tell you the truth, man, what put me off um were the previews. Um they put me off. I feel that we've seen enough of those stories now. Um, I agree. You can say the same thing about shows like uh, Empire, but I enjoyed Empire to a, a great amount. I really did. It's more of a Dallas type situation, you know. It's more of a uh, you know that sort of thing. But I really enjoyed it for all the seasons it was on, or I didn't enjoy it to begin with. But then I sort of fell in love with it. It's a great show, you know, for what it is. Um, it's a soap opera, really, like a lot of these shows. That's what most yeah. of these shows are, soap operas. Mm-hmm. But as I was saying a, a moment ago, um, I binged the Miss Pat show uh, <laughs> this past week. And um, it's, o- it's okay for what it is. Uh, it's certainly, uh, there's a high production value. That's obvious. Uh, most city actors and actresses are really gifted, very talented. The people who are uh, directing it are very talented. And I enjoyed it to the first time around. And then towards, well, I enjoyed it. But towards the end of the series, the end of the first series, um, I enjoyed it rather a lot less. And then that had a, um, that reflected on, you know, the enjoyment of the first half of the series. I won't be watching it um, season two because I'm pretty sure it'll be renewed. But um, that's the thing, what it is we were speaking about here, uh, or what I want to say, even if you're not a fan, of the production value you're not a fan of the creators you're not a fan of the storylines or the actors and actresses the screenwriters or the teleplay writers it's always good it's always great to see us being us to capacity in in every capacity you know it's, it's it's always great to see that and to hear that and even if you're not a fan of the art itself you can appreciate what the art means that is visible right that is there and that there are just as many, there are a lot of tastes to sample. And you don't have to sample them all because you're black. You just have to know that they're there. The option yeah, is there. Yeah, exactly. There you go. There you go. The option is there. Um, I would like to see, so, spoiler alert. Spoiler, not spoiler, not spoiler. Spoiler, goddamn alert, right? <laughs> Don't spurl it, right? For those who are listening here, um, I want to speak a little bit about the Miss Pat show. Now, you've heard of the Miss Pat show, haven't you? No. God what damn. streaming service? What streaming service is that on? It's on Paramount. Paramount. Par- Paramount. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I'd never uh, heard of Miss Pat before, but she is a comedian. She's a stand-up comedian who's been doing it for a long time. She's been in this game for a while. And she uh, uh, started talks with, uh, I believe it, to begin with, it was BET, and then it ended up being Paramount, and she landed her own show. So the entire main cast is Black, which is great. Most of them are uh, had prior experience to you know, the Miss Pat show. And most of the main cast is great, but Miss Pat herself, the actress, the stand-up comedian, I'm not a big fan of what she does. And it's always obvious. Mark and I was speaking about this. Uh, we spoke about this. Uh, so you have Martin, 
for instance, you have Martin. So we know that Martin Lawrence uh, was and is a stand-up comedian. When he started Martin, he had very little acting experience. I know he was in House Party, and he was in, uh, I think he was in Boomerang, right? Um, mm -hmm. But he had very little acting experience, but there was something there, right? What I mm -hmm. find, the contrast that I'm thinking about here is, uh, without spurling too much with the Miss Pat show is, when he start, when he landed Martin, and that show began, you got the sense that he wasn't the most experienced actor in the world, especially what with him being beside people like um, uh, 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 Kachina Arnold, who had had acting experience for a couple of decades by that point, and um, what's Gina's actual name? Jesus Christ, uh, I can't think of her actual actual name. Dang, uh, it escapes me. Damn, it just I just had a brain fart that slipped my mind, but. Tisha uh, Campbell. Tisha Campbell. Tisha Tisha Campbell. Campbell. There, you go. there you go. Yeah, 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 Mark. Thank you for that. Tisha Campbell, Kachina Arnold, um, the guy from The Cosby Show. I can't remember his name. Cockroach. All of these actors, most of them and actresses, had had prior experience. But when Martin came into it, you kind of knew that he was uh, the newest of the lot. I think Thomas Ford had been acting for a while before that point, too. He had uh, quite a few a few credits to his name. But the thing that made Martin work is that he was wild with it. It just worked. It, it, it popped mm -hmm. into place, you know? If he didn't know lines, he just made up lines because he was big on athletic. So, yep. and, and, and that was his uh, uh, um, numb I guess you might call it. He was very great when it came to uh, ad-libbing and everything. And it just sort of, it jailed. So you knew that he wasn't as experienced as his co-stars, but because he was so comfortable and he was so wired and so excited, it it, mm -hmm. it gelled really, really well. You don't see you know, he, sort of you know, he had a lot of appearances on what's happening. You, you know that. Oh, that's right. He did appear on what's happening. I forgot about yeah, that. He did. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, I forgot about that. Jesus Christ. Thanks for that, man, because I completely forgot about it. Oh, fresh faced. Uh, mm -hmm. Similac. On the breath. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I, yeah thank you for pointing out. first one. Yeah. Thank you for pointing out because I'd forgotten about it. So he actually had been in it for a while. Yeah, a he while. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if he was the least experienced of the cast, but the point that I'm trying to make is you got, you got the feeling that he enjoyed what he was doing. And what he lacked in experience as compared to Tichino Arnold and Tisha Campbell and 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 uh, uh, Cockroach, <laughs> if you listen to us, guy, we, your name escapes us at the moment, but we remember it at some point in time. Uh, he more than made up for an enthusiasm, so it, it jailed pretty well. Another show you saw that with with um, a comedian who wasn't black, but there were comedian. It was uh, Ray Romano. Ray Romano didn't have much of an acting experience at all, but it was the same sort of energy. Ad-libbing, he was very, uh, from Everybody Loves Raymond, very into it, you know, same thing with Roseanne, same thing. With Miss Pat, it's something quite different. Now, I'm not shitting on her, because I think she is talented in her own way, just the way I, I just happen not to be into. Uh, you kind of know that she's finding her way. She didn't come out of the, uh, come out of the gate swinging so to speak. So while you have all these other professional and experienced actors and actresses, some of whom are much younger than she is, uh, it, it doesn't jive that well. Now, this is not something that is uh, 
that only ever happens with black led or black created black helm shows. But the the show that I'm thinking about at the moment, Miss the Mispatch show, that's what's happening. I'm sure it'll find its legs. You can you get the feeling that it's finding its legs under first season. And it's very popular. The reviews have been great. So it'll be renewed. There'll be another season. Um, but we need more. We need more of that with black people, uh, black Americans. And I don't have a problem with Idris Elba or with, we love Idris Elba. Idris Elba is the man, right? But yeah, as, as you were saying a moment ago, Tom, we need chances given to more homegrown folks who've been, paying, their, who've been, paying, who've been paying their dues for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we was talking about this in a group the other day. We was talking about, you know, famous black actors because Sidney Poitier, you know, shouts out to him and him passing on. We was talking about great black actors. And, you know, we was, I had said that right now, the biggest black actor right now to me is Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. And how not yet, when I hope it don't never happen, but most of them actors that we named and put on a dress. And if you don't put on a dress as a black man, you'll get, you know, you know, ostracized. You won't be seen as much. It's like you have to put that on. And I don't understand that. And I like Dave, he didn't put one on when they tried to make him put one on for the show. He talked about it on the Oprah, but he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So that that's one thing that we don't have enough of us. It's like, and um, you know Lavelle Crawford, the comedian. I know who that is. Yeah, he said in a, in an interview, he said that the way the system is set up right now, entertainment, there's only room for one big black guy at, at a time. You won't have multiple guys at a time. And when you think about it, he's right. Beverly Hills Cop and all this. Who who else was black big when he was out? Eddie Murphy. Can you think of another, yeah, another person that, you know, actor that was black, big like him at the same time? He says it's usually only one at a time. They won't allow multiple black guys to be big stars at the same time. And it seems kind of right. Because I think it's messed up that uh, Lawrence Fishburne won't won't in the uh, Matrix reboot. They didn't even ask him. Mark thoughts. Um, I <clears throat> kind of remember Richard Pryor being big at the same time Eddie Murphy was. Yeah, you know, yeah, you making know. He was. making big big movies, and like now, um, <clears throat> back to that original original question you asked, Brody, like what what uh black led uh, movies or TV shows or miniseries I've seen recently. They're gonna keep popping in my head, but one another one that I recently saw was Kevin Hart's um, little Netflix miniseries. That 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 was great. No, I thought that was great. Um, he did a surprisingly good job. I already knew he could act, but he he was more serious in 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 this role, and um, I liked that he had Wesley Snipes as a co-star. Um, but yeah, he's 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 doing a lot of um things now he got a super bowl commercial for sam sam's first ever commercial televised commercial is going to be uh during the super bowl this year and kevin hart is going to be starring in it 
and um, he's making a lot of big moves now. Sure. And you got you yeah, were saying he, that you know you can't who you said Lavelle Crawford said that they won't be more than one black uh, comedian or something. I don't, yeah, that's not true right now because. No, he said not not comedian, but big black star, like oh. somebody that that shines like movies, whether it be movies or comedy. It's just like he said, it's only going to be one black star at a time that's making all the movies and stuff. Oh well, I was just gonna say, you know, Dave Chappelle got all these comedy specials. Where he's I'm telling you, man, mil- millions man. of dollars at a time, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Hart is making millions of dollars at a time with everything he does. So that's that's two um, black male comedians. Um, and then, you know, uh, Michael B. Jordan, he's he's just very selective <clears throat> as to what he takes on. Um, I agree. You know, Denzel is, is very selective. We always mention Denzel. Mark, what did we say the last the last time we did this? What, what, what did we say about Denzel? And I know Tony, you would agree with this. Every time like black people, black people discuss like um, some type of role model or 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 whatever they also like denzel denzel didn't do didn't, didn't do that or denzel will be able to do it you know what i'm saying like he's the uh standard yeah. he's the he's, he's the gold, gold standard. standard that's right telepathy he's the gold <laughs> yeah, yeah. fucking standard and it's been that way for a while yeah yeah, yeah. but i'm I, I i i'm taking samuel over denzel personally <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why is that Tom? why is that uh, choice preference he got more number one movies than any other actor, black or white, in, in Hollywood history. Um, but somebody pointed something out to me, and I didn't realize. Samuel L. do take a lot of roles where he won't be the main character. But his character, he plays his character so well that he could be the main, but he's not, though. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. And they was like, Denzel shines on his own. They started rallying off movies. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But I still take Samuel, though. That, you know, it's just a preference, though. You know what I'm saying? That's the preference. Mm-hmm. But you're saying that Samuel is, uh, and look, that's another one. We never call him Sam. We either call him Samuel or Samuel Jackson. Like, exactly. you can never call him by his, by his first name ever. Nope. You know, Because uh, he's Samuel, like Denzel. But th- what's weird is, we can call Denzel just Denzel. It's kind of weird how we do that uh, uh, here, uh, black people. But um, I, uh, Samuel, so you're saying that Samuel is, would you say that he's less selective about the roles that he decides to take? Or would you say that he is, uh, he doesn't give a fuck? I, I think he's still, I think he's selective too, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was roles that when he did an interview one time and he was saying that there were roles he could have had, but he didn't like what it did he said there was one i forgot what movie it was he said he wished he had done because it done so well mm-hmm. and then when he reached all it, it but it was too late somebody else had got the um, part well so there's another guy um uh who we're not speaking so we've spoken about we, we mentioned samuel we mentioned um denzel <laughs> these standards <laughs> they're the gold standards but we haven't and we mentioned michael b jordan who's just a, a dynamo right that dude yeah. can act his ass off. He really can. He can. 
Um, but we haven't mentioned Will Smith. Now, Will Smith, yes, he's good, very good, but he's, he's just weird. <laughs> I'm just smiling his personal life. That, that's, uh, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, Will um, is not as prominent in terms of film roles as he and now as he has been in the past. There were times when you might see two, three movies with him in the course of a year. You know. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but now, now it's more along the lines of maybe one like this. I think last year he did that King Richard film. Great movie, uh, by the way. Great movie. Yeah. Which I haven't seen it either, man. Um, I'm looking forward to watching it. It's a great film, you say? Yeah, it is to me. Mm-hmm. Mark, have you seen that? Nah, not yet. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of very many others as uh, at, at the moment. Very many others. I, I know that there are others. Um, and then you have those guys who are always, those black guys and gals, women and men, who are always sort of, they are uh, star quality, but they're sort of always in the background. Uh, they don't have any starring roles in films and television shows. They have some, but they don't. like People like Viola Davis. Now, Viola Davis is rather more prominent now. Her. Yeah, she's her. brilliant. She's brilliant. She's rather more prominent now than she has been in the past. But you don't see a lot of films where she is the main character, the protagonist, antagonist, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, she's gifted. She deserves more uh, prominent roles. You have people like uh, Cedric the Entertainer, who never, he's still around. He's, he never faded away. He's still doing his thing. But mostly with TV shows and he's in movies every now and again. And he has his, he'll mm-hmm. do, uh, he'll be a presenter at the Emmys or the Essence Awards or things of that nature. Yeah. So there are always those individuals who are- We got two them. more gold standards we didn't name. Lawrence Fishburne and Morgan Freeman. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Those two guys. <laughs> oh, good old Larry. Y'all remember how he was uh, credited in the color purple? Larry Fishburne, back in the day. And, <laughs> hey, and, yeah. boy, and, and boys boy, in the yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He had a powerful role in that. He did. I guess he said Larry is not distinctive enough. Larry doesn't fucking stand out. Man, why? Why doesn't Cuba and Cuba Gooding Jr. and guys like him and and uh, uh, Neil Long? Why didn't he get roles no more, man? Like these, these are great actors and actresses. They're yeah. not getting roles. Well, Neil- Morris Chestnut. Oh, he's uh, still doing it pretty big. He's still doing it pretty big yeah. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Cuba. Hey, hey, Mark. Hey, huh. Mark. <laughs> Hey, you remember that joke? You're nothing but a junkie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Mark, hey, 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 Brody, man. Hey, when he, you know that movie, uh, the the show V, and you know he had them businesses, aliens. Uh huh. Man, and Morris Chestnut played that part to the T. He had on, me and Mark dying. He, yeah, he was been, a character out there. Yeah. And in, in the in the newer adaptation of that, the, that, the new one, the new one, not I the, know the that. one that came out about. What was it? Uh, more about what? Eight years ago, some shit like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I had, he was I had, no, I had no idea he was in V, man. I had no yeah. idea. Yep. Mm-hmm. Main character too. One of them. Mm-hmm. But C- Cuba Gooding Jr. He he's um tied up with with some uh, sexual assault scandal. Oh man, uh, damn! Somebody accused him of doing something, man. Several. Yes. I, I, I heard. The last thing I saw Cuba Gooden in was um, 
it was probably about five seasons ago, uh, four or five seasons ago of American Horror Story. He was in American mm. Horror Story. Um, but to, to be honest, um, it was uh, just a little bit after that, I believe, when he began to be accused of being a um, a prevert, not a pre, not a pervert, but a prevert, right? Um, <laughs> uh, but I haven't seen him in anything since. Now I'm pretty sure, um, like right before that, he was in films like Shadow Boxer. Y'all remember that film, Shadow Boxer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was yep. a shadow boxer and a few other films before that. At one point in time, he was one of the biggest black stars in Hollywood. Yes, he was. You know, he um, was. but he won, yeah. he won an Academy Award for radio. <laughs> Fuck around. It wasn't for radio. <laughs> I don't think it was a radio, man, but it was for something. A few things. Mm-hmm. Jerry Maguire, I believe. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Some big award, but I mean, his brother um, was a pretty good actor, but he don't get a whole lot of roles. Omar Gooding. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I saw him in a um, uh, I don't know what television show it was, but maybe like a year or so ago, he's still doing his thing. But again, he's not at the forefront of things, right? So he's not a right. Kevin Hart esque individual or Michael B. Jordan esque or a Denzel esque or, you know, uh, any of the individuals we mentioned. So <clears throat> although there are shows like for me, just for me personally, like the Miss Pat show that I enjoyed, but I don't need to go through the first season again. Um, even though there are shows and, and movie films and television shows that we're not we may not be big on because we're all allowed to enjoy what we want to enjoy, their tastes and acquired tastes and things like that, it's always great to see uh up and comers and old hats uh doing their thing in Hollywood, like Peel. <laughs> Look, y'all. So y'all know the name of the new uh Jordan Peel film? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I don't know the name of it. Mark, what's the name of the film? <laughs> um, damn, I, I can't even fucking remember now, but it's a phrase that a lot of people be using now. I remember, uh, I remember, I know what it is. Yeah, what is it? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we, Mark, you and I, and Tony, I wonder how you feel about this. We have a, uh, a complicated relationship with his films and some of his television shows. We enjoy seeing a black man come up and stay up. Um, uh, he sort of hit a miss. Like many directors and actors and actresses and creators in Hollywood. Um, I think if he focused on, my perspective is, I think if he focused on just writing good stories, I think he wouldn't have to rely so much on those things that are uh, socially popular um, to explore at the moment, you know, mm. like with uh, what was the film, Mark? You and I saw them, us. Yeah, us. Mm-hmm. Seen it was gonna I be st- a very- I, I still ain't seen that, man. <laughs> but I seen Get Out. Great film. Yeah, it is a good film. I like that one. Great film. I recommend watching us uh i recommend that you watch us tone uh to do a comparison i won't say anything more than that because i don't want to spurl it but i recommend that you uh have a have a look at it man and okay uh get back to us on that but some of the tv shows that he's been involved in uh produced directed written uh us i 
I feel that he, that's the thing with so many of us in Hollywood here are black celebrities and not just actors and actresses, directors and writers and things, but also musicians, uh, artists of other sorts, people who paint and things like that. We have been so deprived and we are still being deprived at the moment that when we get a shot at the big time, we feel that it is imperative that we strike at the things we have experienced ourselves being mm -hmm. ostracized in certain ways, being, uh, you know, targeted, being murdered. That's unfortunate. These things, do, do, they do need to be addressed. Um, yeah. But because of that, because of that, we, a lot of us, I believe, feel that we aren't allowed to branch out into other areas. You know, they Think have about nothing. this, Broden. Mm -hmm. The guy that played Easy e in NWA, he did a great job in that Kong Skull Island movie. But where else has he been out there? He's a great actor to me. Mm -hmm. Don't get much seen, get much exposure though. I think he's a great actor. Mm -hmm. Ice Cube's son, I think he's a good actor. He's a great actor. He is. He's definitely great. He just has to be given the right. Um, he has to be given exposure. Yeah, Denzel's son is good. He don't get a you know. Now, now, now. <laughs> <laughs> I like him in Klansman. I like him. I don't have a problem with his son, with Denzel's son. Uh, you know how Denzel kind of, uh, you know how Denzel kind of about it, how he sinks into every role, every performance? And his son is a newer actor. He's been doing it for a while, but he's a newer actor at the moment, although I think he is talented. I don't think he is quite there yet. But of course, in terms of sinking in every room. But of course, uh, uh, everybody needs time. Yeah, in due time. Yeah, and in, in due course, I feel um, it will happen for him. But I was I actually read an interview, um, an interview uh, with him at the center of it last night. And he was saying he still does not, he still feels as if he's not moved beyond his dad's shadow, beyond his daddy's shadow. And that was yeah. interesting to me. And I, I don't know that it helped that Denzel in another interview, it might have been the same one, but I think it was another one. Uh, or he mentioned it, Denzel said, he sounds just like me. He looks just like me as I see myself in him. So I don't know if that helped a lot in terms of how he feels about that. But yeah, we need to be allowed to branch out. I agree. And our trauma, which we feel a, we consistently feel the need to address, um, is sort of hampering that. We can do both at the same time. We can do those things simultaneously. But I don't know how many people are doing that. Creators who have right. leverage, actors, actresses, you know, uh, directors, producers, folks who own whole studios, which at the moment, Tyler Perry is the only, is he the only? No, well, Oprah has Harpo Studios. Well, I don't know. Does she still own Harpo? Uh, Oprah got handlers, though. Uh, I know he has probably, I'm thinking that he has probably the biggest black production studio in America, pro probably in the world, thinking about it. I'm, in fact, I'm sure it's not. I know he has the biggest studio I know in America for sure. And I don't know about the world, but I know for sure it's bigger than Hollywood studios over there in Atlanta. I rode past big as hell. Nice mm -hmm. too. Was there ever a time, Mark, I want to know how you feel about this. Was there ever a time when we were closer to expanding um, in terms of black entertainers in America beyond 
the experience or the exploration of trauma, traumatic experiences down the course of our history. Was there ever a time that was more beneficial to us than now at the moment in terms of uh, approaching different topics and uh, just being feeling free enough to, to do that? Well, um, you said, was there a time? Say that one more time. Do you think there was ever a time when we felt more compelled to be free in terms of the topics and the things we decide to explore? We've decided to explore through art and that's through music, through film, television, what have you, comic books, novels. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna say, well, I guess the the seventies, yeah, um, yeah, black exploitation, yeah, black black ex exploitation movies, and mm -hmm. you know, you had different all different kinds of um music, you know, um, soul music, funk, um, jazz, yep. R and B, all that, and then um, right around the corner was the eighties, you know. Hip hop came in the picture. Um, you know, a lot of black people were were starting to were were into the into the kung kung fu movies. So a lot of people liked mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, it it was it was it was a more there was a lot of variety back then, but there's a lot of variety now too. But you know, people just aren't, aren't getting the exposure. I just want to jump back to something that y'all were talking about just a minute ago. Denzel, son, I don't, I don't really care. I don't really care too much for his um work. <laughs> Black Klansman, uh, it was all right. Um, I guess they got the right person to play, um, play that part, you know, because he seems like a like a type of asshole cop type personality. Um, mm. but nah, I just, he's all right. He, 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 he's all right, but he ain't definitely not on, um, his, his father's level. Um, but yeah, for sure. for sure. I still have um, black, black clans, by the way. It's all right. I mean, I mean, if you do, if you don't, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. But I will say that I want to say this. I don't know if people know this, but I did a little research. And Hollywood films and production labels, they were going bankrupt. And black exploitation films gave them millions of dollars. It saved the movie industry back in the 70s. And I didn't know that. And then when they got through with them, they tossed them out, tossed them to the side. That's news to me. I didn't know that either. Yep. But it, it, it saved it, the movie industry. Because that's why, you know, they had so many of them. Cotton Club, Shaft, um, Pam Greer. Um, uh, it was, let's go on and on. And they made so many of them. And I used to wonder why they had so many. And that's why, though. They, they saved Hollywood. Hollywood was going bankrupt. And they probably saw them as the as B films, B movies. Thinking about it, Blackula and um, uh, uh, Foxy Brown and Coco and Sha and all these films. But you're telling me that black. You're telling us that black, quote unquote, B movies saved uh, Hollywood, pull Hollywood out of a slump. Yeah, I didn't especially, know. Especially, especially Superfly and Chef was like one of the top two. They helped. Mm -hmm. That's why they made so many sequels to them. 
I didn't know that. Um, so it felt that uh, <laughs> in the yeah, Richard what, Roundtree with a man. From what I understand, he still is. He's still yeah. alive, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, he's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> I don't know for sure. I know, right? I, I know he was in. Um, <laughs> speaking about Sam L, wasn't he in both uh, new chap the newer chef films? Richard Roundtree, all three of them. Um, I think there were three I of them. I didn't see the new one. I didn't see the new ones. Yeah, there were three of them, I believe. First, it was uh, Shaft, uh, as portrayed by Samuel. And then there was another film. And then I think the third film came out, what, four or five years ago? And it was The Grandson. <laughs> yeah, I heard about it. I just ain't never got to see it. It never piqued my interest enough to go, you know, watch. So it was Shaft, I guess Shaft Jr., and then Shaft the third, Shaft the third. And they were doing the, the thing, you know. Um, mm -hmm. At least I think he's still alive at the moment. I haven't seen in any uh, in memorials, you know, in memoriams yet uh, for him. Knock on wood, but uh, I, I didn't know that. And now you telling us that, man, you informing us, at least informing me, I didn't know about it. Now I have to do some reading on that, man. I had no idea, yeah. but it makes sense yeah. thinking about it because yeah. there were dozens of them. Yeah, bunch of them. Dozens and dozens of them. And Black people didn't have that sort of power in Hollywood in the 70s. So it had to have been white-led and white-owned, white helm studios. And if they were producing them at that volume, then there was a reason for that. Mm -hmm. They were paying the bills. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not, I'm not shocked to hear that. Uh, I was glad to see guys like Robert Townsend and Spike Lee come along. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me your favorite film, your favorite superhero film of all time was Medium Man. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> I hated that movie, man. I did. I did. I thought, oh my God. God, I hated that movie, man. It but was so what, stupid. That's what we had at the time, though. We didn't have any Yeah, you're right. Man. You know? You're right. It was either Medium Man. That's always thought of it. I would hear the character said it that way. I think somebody said it like that. And then but, he had to be a retarded motherfucker too, like he or <laughs> you know mentally challenged. Let me get politically correct. You know, like come on, man. Hold on, was this character um, disabled? Was he opposite? I, I think he might be mixing. Um... No, I think about Blank Man. My bad. I'm yeah. thinking about Blank Man. My bad, Blank Man. I thought was Blank Man. Um, I thought Blank Man was just odd. I thought he was just... No, he was mentally challenged. What's the word he used a oh, moment ago? Thank you. Thank you, Mark. I don't want to say it. <laughs> 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 I always thought oh, he was just... Yeah, that's what I was thinking about, Blank Man. Yeah, 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 Media Man, yeah. yeah. And then he was scared of heights, though. Now, that was true. How the hell you can fly... You're scared of heights. <laughs> Come on, man. Get the hell out of here, man. Well, it's not like he was born with the abilities, though, Tony. He had to I don't his... care. He had to learn how to like that. Um, I didn't like And this is long before, uh, <clears throat> let's see, Steel with uh, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. It was long before, long time before Blade, a long time before Black Panther. Like That's it was, either, it was either Meteor Man or nothing. And why, why they made Hancock to be a damn drunk and a degenerate, and it took a white man <laughs> for him to become, you know, what I'm saying, sane mm -hmm. and and 
You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't. I, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I had a problem with that too, and I also had a problem with the fact that his other half was um, a white woman. Now you love yeah, who you yeah. love. Yeah, you love who you love, and there's not a problem with interracial relationships at all. But no, no, it, no, it being not. Will Smith at that time, he was still one of the. He was still like Will Smith, like he yeah. is Will Smith now, but he was still Will Smith. So I'm pretty sure uh, he had some say, and who is uh, maybe a, a, his first co-star would have been that is to say his well, his first co-star was Jason Bateman's character, but you know his wife, his his other half, you know. Um. But I had a problem with that because it was more of that black character needs to be saved by a white character, wiser, um, worldlier, uh, more yep. down to earth, quite literally more down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like that either, man. I didn't mind that he was a degenerate or a drunk because that was something that, listen, if there were people like that in real life, let's <laughs> say for every... Hundred for every thousand people, fifty of them were super heroic, or they had post-human abilities, metahuman abilities. You best believe there'd be some crack addicts, some heroin oh, yeah. addicts, some drunks, and so I like that aspect of it. But I didn't like that he was saved by these his co-stars, the other two, the white characters. Yeah. I didn't like that at mm-hmm. all. You know, yeah. I didn't like that. Um, and that he could only see the good and being good, or at least being decent, when they told him he could. I really yeah, exactly. They revealed his better nature to him. I just would have preferred if it were me, if I had been, if I'd written that film or written that story, I just would have preferred rather than have that happen. I just would have killed him as an asshole. Like, you know, you don't see that. You had to go yeah. for it 15, 20 years, and then you got the boys, the adaptation of the graphic novel series, the comic series, you know, where motherfuckers mm-hmm. straight <laughs> complete assholes. And I'm sure there was some films before that, but I just would have let him be, let him be him. Maybe have him have a, a heart of gold in some way, but you know. Um, but it was a while before Blade came along. Uh, Blade was out before that, but Blade Man, that's was shit. Oh, it I love still that. is the shit now. Lord have mercy. The first film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For those who are listening, uh, you can have Blade Two and Blade Three. I'm okay with not having those. But Blade 1 was timeless. It's timeless and it still stands today. It's better than a lot of the Marvel films, you see the damn fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of black exposure, <laughs> there is, so we're coming up on the, what is it, the second, third anniversary, second anniversary of Kobe Bryant? And his daughter's death, and those all those poor people in the helicopter. Yeah, it, all of them. It, it passed. It passed uh, last. It was the beginning of this week. Mm-hmm. So there was a there's a story that is prevalent enough at the moment, um, and it concerns Dwayne Wade and uh, oh my god, his wife's. What is his wife's name? I forget his wife's Gabrielle name. Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union, their son, uh, oh, Zaya, 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 or daughter as they see it. Um, can y'all tell me what that story is? Inform the listeners and myself what that story is at the moment. I, Mark. I'd rather Mark do it. Yeah, Mark, you handle it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Um, D Way's boy, 
his son, um, he made an Instagram post or, or, or anyway, there's an Instagram post of his son in, in a dress where the top half is uh, Kobe's number eight. It's in Lakers colors. And um, it's just like a, a photo shoot. It's a picture with just him in it. And I can't remember what the caption said, but it, it's supposed to be a tribute to Kobe, um, his daughter, and the other people who died in the crash. There's that's it, you know. It's 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 just a like a photo, it's a picture of him in a dress, and he's supposed to be honoring Kobe and his daughter, but uh, the fact that he's wearing a dress. The second, the anger that I have for that, um, the dress is secondary to my initial bit of anger um, comes from the fact that it's supposed to be a tribute, but it's all focused on him and him yeah. in, that, in that dress. You know, it's not about him honoring them or anything like that. It's just all about he just wants some fucking attention. He's using that death yeah. as a way to get some yeah. attention. And that that's. I don't feel that's right. And his parents are allowing him to do this shit. Yeah. Tom, do you have additional thoughts on that? Marcus Press his thoughts. What do you think about that? Nah, I go on a whole tirade with too much cousin, man. I, I don't I don't well, like well, that here at the situation, here at the, man. Here at the main shit. You can coins to your heart's content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you talk like look, that you. Look, look, look. You oh, can't, look. man. That you can't, that good memory. You can't, you can't cuss nobody. You can cuss somebody here. Say how you feel, brother. Speak it. Uh, uh, I just think that it's terrible. Because at one point, bro, I don't know if you noticed, but they was actually talking about cutting his penis off. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All kind of athletes, rappers, everything came out of woodwork, told Dwayne, no, you're going too far now. Don't do not do that. Dwayne Wade himself is, is going to these pride parades, wearing dresses and shit with his son. And, and, and I'm thinking he's just living vicariously through his son. I I don't understand, and see, I understand now why Gabrielle Union is, she's a woman, and she don't know what it's like, she don't know what it is, because we need warriors. When you emasculate a, a man, especially a black man, you're taking away a possible warrior for whatever may happen against our race. We need warriors, and that's why they're, they're, they're promoting mostly gay things and the black community to weaken us. We won't have a lot of warriors. We'll have a lot of emasculated boys. You see what I'm saying? And get wiped out. But the thing with him though, they're parading him around. That's not her son. I don't think she would actually do that with her son. I seen, I seen Dwayne Wade play a basketball game against his, his older son. Man, he was cussing them out, fouling them hard. I'm like, what? What? Like, I, I just don't respect that man. And, and the last thing I don't like, 
Dwayne Wade said, I don't wear the pants in my family. My wife does. So I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's no wonder that the, the child is like this. Um, I found out, though, scientifically, the part in a man's brain that we make our best decisions don't develop until we're the age of 25. So this young boy ain't even fully developed yet. And he got all these decisions and people are backing him when he don't even make his best decisions in life yet. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. A parent is there to put a steer person in the right direction. Okay. I don't care what, what it is. Okay. If you, you know, you want to grow up to be gay. That's fine. But you're going to wear, you're a little boy. You're going to wear boy clothes in my house, period. I'm not going to allow you to make decisions on what you want to wear when you're not even old enough to go to the store, you don't have money to go to the store and buy it. I have to purchase this. You're going to you're going to wear what I purchase. You want to grow up and be that way? That's fine. But then you will be able to support your own habits. They're supporting him. And I'm sorry, it's just not right. I don't see it as being right. I, I, I don't like the whole situation of everything that's going. It's like every every couple of months is something in the news about Dwayne Wade's son, and like Mark said, always wanting attention, taking pictures and halter tops and shit. Like, are you serious right now? Why? You're putting that boy out there, labeled, and hell, somebody could try to, you know, get him or something. You, you don't do that. What they're doing, it's just not right to me. I, I, I just don't see a need for it. I don't. My thoughts on it are, and I agree um, the number one thing that stands out to me, um, as both of you have spoken of, spoken about, is that he is um, a glutton for attention. That's that's the number one thing that stands out to me. And I think he may be 14, 15, he might be 16 now. But that I think boy is 12. It started when he was 10. Okay, so he's 12 years old now. I thought yeah. he was older than that. But I think that it is, like you were saying a moment ago, Tone, I think it's the parents' responsibility to understand that there need to be boundaries that don't need to be uh, uh, violated. These boundaries they are, exist for a reason. I have no problem in structure. Now, as anybody knows me knows, I have no problem with if, 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 that's, how, if that's who and what he feels he is, then by all means, do it. Do it till you're satisfied. I've got no problem with him being drawn to who he's drawn to uh, emotionally, sexually. I've got no problem with him wearing uh, dresses and, and, and halter tops and teddies and whatever it is he wants to wear. I've got no problems with that because you got to be who you're going to be. He's, and he's not my kid, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the problem starts for me uh, when, when, you're, when you're a parent or a guardian and you're teaching a child how to accept themselves, how to be who they are, Mm -hmm. You need to make sure that although that is um, okay and acceptable within your household and you love that person, you love your son, your daughter, your whatever, right? You also, and, and you need to teach them to be who they are. But there are a couple other things you need to be teaching them simultaneously. Number one is that the outside world does not revolve around your asshole. That's number right. one. Right. Yep. Okay? So that may fly here and there are no consequences for it. Be who you are. That's fine. That's beautiful. Be who you are. 
be who you are. That's fine. I think everybody needs to be who they are. But you also need to understand that you are not the center of existence either. So when you move beyond those doors, just know that not everybody's going to be like mama, like daddy, like grandma, like granddad, like brother, like sister. Know that there are certain consequences or certain repercussions that accompany your behaviors, Absolutely. your perspective, okay? They also should have been teaching him that there are, how can I put this? There are boundaries that you don't cross. Um, how can I put this? They should have been teaching him he's a child. Just like you just said, Tone, you are a kid. Right, you're a kid. You. Now you're a young man. So there are certain decisions that we need. We feel compelled to make for you that are gonna that are gonna help you become a well-adjusted young person, young man, and that are also gonna serve as uh, protectors. These lessons we're teaching you. Now, once you move beyond where we are, just know that the rest of the world doesn't view you in that manner, and they're gonna be, as as I said, uh, repercussions that occur. And they're going to accompany consequences, repercussions that occur, and they're going to accompany your actions. Uh, this kid is an attention hog, for sure. And his parents, as you've just said, and as Mark and I discussed earlier, are egging him on. Yep. Uh, wear your dress, but wear your dress in a way that has nothing to do with anyone else. If you feel the way you feel about yourself, about your life, about who you are or who you want to be, that's all well and good. But don't drag this dead man and his dead daughter and these dead people, all the rest of the people who died into it. You're using them as a stepping stool. You didn't know their views either. So you're, you're automatically saying that they were, I'm not saying that they weren't, but you don't know that for sure. And you're going to automatically put them in something that they probably didn't agree with. You put them there on your own. As a child, you see what I'm saying? That's where parenting comes in. Hey, man, you want to wear that, you know, if you want to, you know, you want to do that. But, man, don't don't associate nobody name because we don't know. We don't know how they feel. I believe that they it's are. Like, it's like they're scared of the boy. Like, whatever he wants to do, they let him do. Like, if you don't, he'll act out and, and act crazy. I, I don't, I don't well, understand why the they allow him not, to do whatever. That's, that's the way it is. Not, he's got visibility now. He's got a voice now, right? So if they don't agree, I'm not saying that's the that's why they go along with who and what he is and how he wants to be, right? But if that is the case, um, if he he's got a voice, so if he want, he's got a soapbox. So if he did want to speak out and talk about how they weren't accepting of him and supportive of him, then that would be very detrimental to who they are. But I happen to believe they're I doing it because. They're doing it because because that's their son and because they love him. But they're also, I believe, misguided. I believe they're misguided. Um, let them be a kid first. You have the whole of the rest of your life to make these massive decisions that are going to impact you. Seems to me, I seem to recall um, reading an article or two about uh, <coughs> there being a discussion about his having his penis removed. Yeah. You know, removed. And I never knew whether that was so or not, whether it was actually so or not. But whether it was or it wasn't, that is a um, that's not a a decision that a child ought to be able to make. And 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 at eleven years old, Brody. Now that happened when he was eleven. It was just like last year or the year before. I know that kid ain't no older than twelve or thirteen, bro. This shit started when he was ten years old. 
They're teaching that kid to be self-centered, to be narcissistic, yep. to believe that everything revolves around him. You could have said, I uh, wanted to do a, uh, a live, maybe a, an Instagram live or a Twitter live, and I want to be the host with my parents assisting me, and I want people to be able to come on and say how they feel about what happened to Brian and his daughter, as well as the other people who died, the rest of the folks who died in the helicopter crash. He could have uh, made, a don made a donation to victims of trauma or uh, who, people who've been disabled or or uh, hobbled by accidents or, you know, disfigured by accidents. He could have done any number of things and whatever he decided to do, his parents would have been behind him. They have the money, they have the time, they had the visibility. Absolutely. But it can't have been, as Mark said, it can't have been about anybody else because it wouldn't have meant anything. And, and I'm including the people who actually fucking died. It had right. to be about you. That's the big problem that I had. Uh, like so many other people at the moment, um, celebrities and non-celebrities, regular average people here and abroad, everything has to revolve around you. And if it doesn't, it, it doesn't hold any water. It's not important. So they're starting this kid off in a very, uh, in, in an unwise way. Not everything mm -hmm. revolves around you. The world, as mama says, does not revolve around your asshole. And you best learn that early on. And of course, you're not going to learn it on your own. You have to have your parents or your, whoever your guardians are teach That's you that. Structure. That's where structure comes in, Brody. And, the, and the, the bad thing about it is he got siblings. They don't get half the attention that this guy gets. Half. I believe. He got siblings. I believe that, uh, and, and and that's something that Mark and I have spoken about before too. Maybe at the beginning, they felt that they needed to do it because he was the odd duck out. One of the kids is a basketball player. The other kid is the other kid is younger, right? Younger than he is, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's younger than him. So you got the baby, which is special enough, and then you have the basketball player, okay? Who I'm sure does other things. He is the middle child. I don't know if he had any special talents or uh, you know anything, but anything to make him stand out. But I believe <laughs> that's how it started at first. And he ended up being what you might call the different child, right? So they threw all of their support behind him, as every parent should in a responsible, structured, sensible manner. That should happen. So, so would you go to gay pride parades and, and paint your hair purple and have matching hair with your son and, and put on a dress with him. If my son were his age and he would gay he wanted to gay uh, wanted to go to a gay pride parade, would I do all of that? Yep. I would go to the pride the pride parade with him, yeah. But I wouldn't color my hair put on a dress or anything. Yeah. That would be my son. Yeah. Right. Um, but I'm also still uh, as a parent, if I were a parent, I would also still be allowed to hold on to whatever my own identity is. So there would need to be there some there would need to be some barriers, some boundaries, whatever that consisted of. Like, for instance, we keep that's referring to him. We keep referring to him as him. Okay, that's one of my boundaries. Now, I know there may be listeners, uh, people who are hearing this, who are saying, you really ought not to say he identifies as a her or, uh, or as a them or whatever the situation might be. You ought to refer to him as he prefers to be referred to, which is, a, which is as she or her, right? Her, yeah. That, she, he wants to be referred to as, as a woman, as a girl. That's one of the boundaries. That's one of the rules that, uh, for me, I, biologically, he is a male. He's a young man. He is a boy. Boy. Okay. I'm not willing to move beyond that, specifically, mm -mm. particularly for a person that I don't know. Now, if I had a kid 
speaking honestly, right? Or one of my nephews or nieces wanted me to refer to him or her as him or her, the opposite of their gender, because I know them, I'd be more apt to do that because I love them and know them. But I also know that I would fuck up a lot and I would expect the parents to know that I would fuck up. It's all a matter of, uh, that might seem like, that is hypocrisy to a degree. It's different when it comes, and I can admit to that, when it comes to somebody you love, but this is someone that I love, this is my kid, my nephew, my niece, my friend, but that, that person would know if they're mature enough to understand where I'm coming from. I wouldn't say it or, or hit it at it in a fucked up way, right? You do mm -hmm. know that I believe that this is what this is what I think you actually are in terms of your gender or in terms of your sex, right? But if they mm -hmm. wanted me, this person wanted me to refer to them as him or her, uh, I would try my best to respect their wishes, uh, but I don't know. But at the same time, I, I feel that if they're old enough to understand who their dad is or who Uncle Brody is or who their friend is, they would respect me enough and respect my beliefs enough to say, okay, well, I can make an exception to the rule, just as they might make, want me to make an exception to the rule when it comes to them, depending on what their maturity level uh, might be. You get where I'm coming from. But I do, man. It's, but it's I can't tricky, move past that boy age, man. That boy was 10, 11 years old. And it's I can't get past that part. That's the part that bothers me. The age. Man, he had been a teenager. He's, he wasn't even a teenager when they started. And they cultivating this and they let it grow and fester. Like I just 10 or 11, man. I the age is what got me. That that's what gets me. That, that that's what bothers me the most. It's his age, and they allowing him to make all these decisions, and he's still young. He, this boy ain't even 16. He ain't even 14 yet. I thought he was at least 14. No! Mm -hmm. I think he might be When they 14. were discussing Riri now, well, yeah, well, that's still young to me. Yeah. Because you got to remember, this started when he was 11, though. I already know that mm -hmm. for sure. When they was talking about, you know, cutting it, cutting this uh, thing off. Mm -hmm. He was you 11. Have, now you have children. If one of your kids ended up being transgender or wanted to be transgendered or felt like a girl within a boy's body or a boy within a girl's body, would you go with them to a pride parade, to a pride event? Would you no. color your hair? Would you, what, no. <laughs> no, I'm not even going to no parade. <laughs> I'm going to think, I'm going to look at it as it, it may be a phase or something, you know what I'm saying? I do everything in my power to make sure that if that's what it's going to be, that's what it's going to be. But at the same time, I, I'm not I'm not going to let, you know, like you said, they making it like the world revolves around him and making it like he thinks it's all about him. Mm -hmm. An intention, I'm not going to do that. No. Mark? What? What's up? If, if you had a, a son <laughs> or a daughter and they really wanted to they really wanted to connect with you and they said, Dad, Daddy, I want you to come to a pride event with me. I don't feel safe or I feel like I want my dad there with me. Let's say you and your son or daughter are very close. Um, would you go to the pride event with your kid? How old how how old is he or she? Let's say about 16, 17, maybe. Hmm. Well, yeah, if they that old, I, I, I might would go if if they're that old. But if you know, if they're younger than they that, twelve. Like, nah, I'm like, 
when you go into that parade. That's like saying, you know, you got kids that want to go to the Christmas parade and parents be like, nah, we ain't going out there, you know. Right. Too cold or too many people or they just don't feel like going. Um, Yeah, but if they, you know, that old, 16, 17, I, I would consider going. Any younger than that, um, it would be extremely inappropriate. I mean, we've seen, we've all seen pride parades. We know what goes on out there. Uh, he was about had, 12 years old when, when Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union took him. He was younger still. I know that. That's not, now, now that I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do that. Um, I think that's extremely inappropriate. Uh, we all know what, what happens at pride parades. Uh, the people who are out there who are halfway naked, people who are saying and doing inappropriate things that kids don't right. need to be seeing. That's just a little bit too close to, that's a little bit too close to uh, uh, okayed. That's that's too much. That's that's too that's too close to to some person mm. watching your kid with their ass or dick or tits or whatever the fuck exposed, and your kid is out there to see all that. That's what I meant yeah. earlier. What we're talking about, you, there need to be there needs to be structure uh, and boundaries. These things need to be established. Right. There are all kinds of shit hanging out and flopping around. At pride events and everything. I'm not saying they're all. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying they're all that way. But I've seen I've seen pride events. I ain't never been to one, but I have seen them. Okay, you look at television, you see them. You look at film, you see them. You read comic books and novels and things, you see them or imagine them. Or at least they're in there, so you know what goes on. I've seen them on YouTube. I've seen them in movies. There's just too much. Again, yeah. boundaries, structures, boundaries and structure, order. Um, you, said, you said a mouthful when you said, even if your child is white, and I love when you said, I still got to have my own identity. Yeah. That's important. That's important. There it's is a way. Accepting his identity, and, and like they left theirs behind. Like, who are y'all? And I think it's possible, that's a great point. I think it's possible to maintain or to retain your own identity and perspectives while also giving support to those you love, okay? Tone, if you or Mark tomorrow said to me, you came out as a vegan, not a vegetarian, a vegan. I remember this uh, this cookout we had. Tell me if you remember this. Back when you and, you and Mark were in Charlotte, I came to visit y'all. And I believe we gotten tacos and we were going to cook out later on. And we were going to make spaghetti. The three of us went to, uh, I believe it was Harris Teeter. And we went to Harris Teeter and you and Mark were saying, uh, we're going to make spaghetti, but we're going to use turkey. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Yeah. And we, I believe we cooked out and everything. This might have been two separate days, but we're going to. And I, you said, uh, uh, you or Mark uh, asked me if I was into that. And I said, no, fuck that. I'm going to get some goddamn beef. I don't want no motherfucking turkey in my goddamn spaghetti. I don't want it, right? So we made two separate pots of sauce. And y'all mixed in your, uh, your turkey, ground turkey. I mixed in my ground beef. We all ate our food together. We had salad. We had a great fucking time, right? But that's the thing. You and Mark were able to eat and move in ways that you both enjoyed. And you didn't shit on me nor did I shit on y'all for wanting beef in my spaghetti. Right. That's the analogy. That's the way that I feel. I'm not going to like everything you like. You're not going to like everything I like. 
But as long as we love one another, we can both respect one another, we can both maintain, retain our own personal perspectives and identities while also supporting and loving and respecting those we love, support and respect. That is possible. That's a great point. That is possible. That's a great analogy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't have to be uh, a vegan. You wake up tomorrow and say, yo, bro, Mark, I'm a vegan, man. And if you guys aren't vegans, then take a flying fuck at a rolling donut. That's not going to be good, man. <laughs> That's not going to be good. Nothing good will come of that, right? Yeah, yeah. But what you could do is you could come, you could uh, speak, not confront us as non-vegans, right? You can say, listen, man, uh, veganism is, on the whole, is probably a little bit more expensive or it's, it's, it's more difficult to do. But on the whole, it's healthier. Okay, you may live longer. You don't have to worry about high blood pressure more often or not. You don't have to worry about cholesterol, all of these things. You know what I'm saying? And if we told you, blowing out your ass, and we all laughed about it, you could say, okay, I told you the effective and delicious ways to do it. Okay, and it's healthy and it's viable, it's healthy, viably healthy, it's healthy, healthy, the viable way. But since you don't want to do it, I'll eat my whatever it is that I'm eating, my green shit. And y'all can have your meat and things that are derived from animals and things like that. And then we go back to our fucking meat molds. We go back to fucking life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem, what's going on at the moment when it comes to uh, what we're talking about now in terms of tra- transgenderism or transgender rights, gay rights, uh, heterosexual rights, uh, and you can even expand that. You can extrapolate to civil rights, okay? Women's rights, okay? Uh, immigrants' rights. Rights for individuals who are disabled, okay? Differently abled. As long as we feel compelled to choose to respect and to love one another, we can disagree till the cows come home. Political differences, that as well, okay? The instant you expect me to be who you need me to be to make you feel uh, uh, justified in how you feel and comfortable, I got a problem with that. Yep. I have a problem with that. And that's across the board. So, and if you're a parent, you're a parent, brother. If you're a parent and you are giving your kids carte blanche to do and say, and to do and say, because they can feel how they want to feel, right? But to do and say whatever they want without you expressing <laughs> the consequences or the repercussions of those things to them. And I'm not saying Dwayne Wade and his wife don't do that. I'm not saying that. But I believe that it, that kid's got it pretty soft. Yeah. He's got uh, it pretty soft do. with his parents. You know what I'm saying? He, do. he, pretty, he do. pretty much do and say whatever he wants to do and say uh, on, 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 on a certain score, okay, in, in certain areas. Uh, but I believe, you, you put it best earlier, there ought to be boundaries. There ought to be uh, expectations. Right. There ought to be structure. And not only ought the parent to have expectations for the kid, but the kid ought to be able to have expectations of and for the parent. Yeah. You know, and that's something, too. I just I just had an epiphany about what you just said. For him to do that and to be the way he is and be okay to come to his parents about it, they had to... Dwayne Wade in particular, because that's not her son. That's that's not her biological son. They had to see something in their father to make them okay with being the way they are. Because everything starts at home. You start to see what you at home. I really 
around my children as they are little boys right now, they, I, I be as masculine as possible when I'm around them. Mm-hmm. And they're okay with that. And they're, they're little dudes. Like they love cars, trucks. I mean, the typical stuff that little boys like. They don't like, they don't like dolls and all that other stuff. And, you know, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, man, a child can sense something. I know, man. They can sense something in their parents to where to make them okay to do whatever. They, at that age, 10, 11 years old, being that open? So you said you- Years ago, going, him going to that uh, pride parade in California, because they, they showed, they had a picture of him. So you say you you saying that the kid can sense permissiveness in the parent, and then they approach yes. the parent in that way. Yeah. Okay. That makes that yep. makes that makes sense. It does. I think that goes for just about anything too. If a kid knows that um a parent doesn't have a problem with it being a goddamn firebug, well they're gonna you know they're gonna play with fucking matches. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh. I think I'm sorry. I cut you off, Tom. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you good. You good. You good. I think that here's the thing, man. I have nephews and nieces. I have a slew of nephews and nieces. They know that they can come and talk to Uncle Brody about whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. And I'm close to damn near all of them. I mean, extremely close, right? I have raised some of them from babies. To me, there is a difference. And this is on all across all uh, frequencies, right? I think there's a difference between being supportive of your kid or your nephew or niece, your grandkid, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And moving in a haze of absolute permissiveness. Those are different things. Now, if they knew that their kid, this young man, this kid was uh, different from an early age, right? If they could see that he had <coughs> uh, behaviors or, you know, ways that he moved early on, then that might have uh, altered their permissive, the level of their permissiveness. They might have felt like, again, he's the middle child. He's not as, you know, whatever as the oldest child. And then they didn't know, obviously, there was another kid after that. But he had an older brother, so he was the baby. So I think that can, seeing differences in your kid early on can inform how permissive you are. But you can't, this is what I was saying earlier, you can't afford to be 100% permissive. I'm not saying they are, but you have to be aware of your permissive, the level of your permissiveness, because mm-hmm. if you're too permissive, that kid is going to be hell in a hand basket. But you can also support that kid. If I had a kid and my kid ended up being uh, gay or bisexual or felt like he or she was uh, in the wrong body, ain't no way in the hell I would ever do anything but support my kid. But I would also let my kid, or in this case, my nephews and nieces, let them know, okay, this is the way it goes inside of the home. Just know that there are different sorts of people with different perspectives, different perspectives outside of the home. So they would need to be uh, equipped with the ability to understand that and the ability to move. And I'm not, through the world, and I'm not saying don't be who you are. Be who you mm-hmm. are, but just know Listen, you know how many times I have been at work home and I have wanted to curse and curse a blue fucking streak and spit and piss and shit and do all kinds of things, right? Yeah. But I can't do that at work. Mm-mm. 
Not if you want to retain your, your employment. Not if I want to retain my motherfucking employment, unless I'm at a really freaky job. And I don't know if I want a job like that, right? Mm-hmm. I feel the same way about, about that. It doesn't mean hide who you are. It means that it needs to be balanced. And right now, this young man uh, can afford to be sort of, he can do what he wants because his parents are celebrities. His parents are millionaires. Yep. You know, uh, I thought that that was really, really disrespectful, man. Um, because before he did that, his parents had to okay that with that that picture of uh, you know him being out in that jersey skirt or skirt jersey or whatever it whatever it was. I don't know if Dwayne Wade knew Kobe Bryant personally or if he knows his wife, but I wonder if they reached out to his family first to see if that was okay. Hmm. I wonder. I if don't they, think they did, to be honest. The way yeah. that boy like attention. And he does love attention. If they did reach out to the family, then by all means, do it till you're satisfied. If they didn't, that would be the height of disrespectful. That would be terrible. And not and it wouldn't have anything to do with being gay or being transgendered or whatever. It would have everything to do with using this man's name. You're selfish as fuck. You're using this person's name, this person's, these people's lives, their deaths as a way to get attention focused squarely on you. That would be incredibly fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it would have had to go going to the parents first too, by the way. Right. The one thing I'm happy about though is uh, when uh, on the anniversary, they had a statue placed in the canyon of where they crashed. I saw that. And that was everywhere. That was everywhere instead of him. I'm glad it was more about that statue of Kobe and his daughter Gigi than the boy. I'm happy about that. That's what I am happy about. Did they put up statues? <laughs> You're going to laugh at me, but I got to... Were there any other statues in evidence? What about the other the other people who died? Like- <laughs> What, 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 I hear what you say. I keep saying that too, man. I was like, damn, it is other people. I mean, they probably got their names on the plate, you know. But yeah, but 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 but, but above all else, <laughs> it's like being look, Tony. It's like being on a marquee. You're the star, the star and co-star. Yep. The head stars and co-stars, and then down below in the fine print. Oh yeah, that you know, <laughs> them as well. You know? <laughs> right. I really think that's what happened, but I don't know that to be true. But now you know, once we finish this, I got to go look that up. I still hope their names are up there, man. I mean, I hope so too. Yeah, because that, because that, because that would be in poor taste. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this young man is going to have a hard life. He's got to learn some hard lessons, man. His parents, if nature goes according, if things go according to the way that nature designs them. His parents aren't, aren't always going to be able to be there for him. Right. He's going to have to... Man, I ain't going to lie. If I was his brother, I, I'd be going to slap the shit out of him a couple times. I'm like, man, you better get out of my damn room. Man, get out of my face, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go hey, around. Hey. You can't go around slapping people. I, hey, if he's my brother, you damn damn lie. I'll slap and say, hey, get out of my face, boy. Stay in row two. I'm not a boy. You is. And slap the shit out of him. 
give a damn, man. Hell no. You know, I tell you something, man. When I was growing up, I had a cousin, and his name was Donald, and people called him Donna. Donald was. Oh yeah. Yeah, you remember Donald? Yeah. Tone Donald was our first, first or second, maybe first cousin. We Donald would strut around town in 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 hot pants and skin tights, and he had his hair done all down his back and all of those things. But you know, we were exposed to him extremely early, very early on right. our lives. So my brothers right. and my sister didn't see anything unusual about him. Because at that time, you had people who were doing that, okay? But they weren't doing it as, most of the people weren't doing it that openly. Mm. So we didn't know that there was anything different about Don, about Donna. Uh, I think it makes a difference if you are raised around different kinds of people. The things you're exposed to early on. As opposed to feeling as if it's being forced on you later on, and people take offense to that, man. Yeah, people people take offense to that. Uh, I would imagine. I just think this kid's gonna have a hard time at some point. I mean, the money, the the wealth, and the fame will insulate him for a while. What's his name? Didn't have a. He ain't got no hard time. He, he living just fine. Who? Uh, uh, um, Ma- Magic Johnson's son. Magic Johnson's son is also the son of a multimillionaire and of a world famous, uh, a, a very famous man. His right. uh, well, yeah, that's what but, I'm but, saying. But Wayne how do we? And Gabrielle Union too. But how do and, we know? Um, yeah. How do we know he hasn't had had any? Um, he hasn't had to deal with harsh shit. Do we know that? Maybe we don't know that for sure, but what I'm saying is he's still opening with it and still doing that attention seeking shit too. Still is he? Close I, didn't, out. I didn't know he yeah, was he doing. Was. Yeah, I know he was doing that. Yeah, I don't ever heard. Yeah, that's how I found out. I was like, "What?" Magic Johnson's son. Magic Johnson's son. I know he. I know he dresses uh, flamboyantly and like a you know in ladies' clothing and clothes and things like that. But I didn't know that he was out there in the world making waves. Ain't he too old for that shit? If he is. I think so. I think so, but he's still wearing, you know, female clothing and, and, and making um pictures and putting them online. People seeing them. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's tall have... as shit, just like his daddy. And I'm like, man, the hell. He's gonna <laughs> uh I think this <laughs> I think that's when Dwayne Wade's son is gonna have a hard time and I believe that money and fame can only insulate you so much. You still have to live amongst you. You go to San Francisco and be just fine, bro. I've been to San Francisco. Bro, let me tell you something. Yes. (laughs) There is nothing wrong with that shit. That's where the gay pride parade was. And in San Francisco, that's the gay capital of the world. He could go right there and be just fine, bro. Or nobody fuck with him either. You you might you might be right about that. You might be right, but I tell you this: when you live in a bubble, your whole life, and the people around you are telling you can do no wrong, or telling you that they're not uh, uh, repercussions for your actions or behaviors for good or ill, uh, it's not it's not 
it's not a great thing. It's not a good thing. You walk around right. your entire life feeling like you can never be wrong. Uh, there's no perspective but your own. And uh, that's all that matters. I wonder if they told him or taught him about big, bigoted, bigot-hearted people because he's going to run into that. And he can't come out here in the world thinking everybody's going to be okay with how he is or what he, is, or what he views as okay. They're going to be pushed back. And are they telling him that? Let him aware, make him aware. Don't let him come out here and be, you know, uh, blindsided by something that they could have easily taught him about and tried to avoid. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they spoke. They had to have spoken to him about it as public as he is. Don't you reckon? Yeah. I, I mean to say he. I would if, hope so. If he listen, he would have been. He's a target for some asshole out there in the world that you can believe. So I hope, as 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 public as he is, as a, he's an attention seeker, and his parents are okay with him being that way. But um, I hope that they taught him, all right, that people out in the world waiting um, to pick on you, to shit on you, to victimize you. Um, but that's a it's less likely. I'm not saying it's completely, I'm not saying it's, it's, it can never happen, right? But if you're not presenting yourself as a target by way of uh, extreme attention seeking, I would say that it's less likely that the folks who want to hurt you will be able to hurt you because they won't be able to find you. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like like, like right. the more extreme individuals is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean don't be yourself, but you know, not everything has to be a, a big fucking situation, a big fucking production. Right. Right now, that's the way that he lives. Like everything is a big production, and he's only 12, 14, however old he is. That, that doesn't bode well. Either he's yeah. gonna grow the fuck up, somebody's gonna sit him down and say, do better. Like this is how the world actually works, how people actually work. Or He's going to sink deeper into being a narcissist. And you better believe they're building that board to be a massive narcissist. He already mm -hmm. is. Yeah. You know. Mark, you got thoughts on the matter? Nah, I feel about the same way y'all do. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we might be running a little long. But there is one other topic that unless y'all have something y'all want to say or or y'all want to present something, I know I've already presented two topics. In fact, I already presented what I wanted to talk about. You know, I'm good over here. Mark. Nah, but um I'm about to go to the uh store in a few. Mm -hmm. Well, we can continue this then at a um at a later date. Um this has been it's been fun. It's been funny. We've been all over the place, but that's when we do our best. We have our greatest, our best conversations when we're all over the place. Um, Tone, will you be able to, when will you be available, man? We'd love to have you on again. Man, just whenever, man. Like I just need to know. And if I'm in a good area, you know, we can get it popping. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, I uh, have enjoyed the hell out of this. Uh, Mark, where can they catch us? They can always catch us on the other side.
satellite all right fellas yeah. all right have a good night bro. all right take it easy bro all right all right